Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. It's Tina, your host from Flawed and Free. Welcome back to those of you who are returning. And welcome to this to those of you where this may be your first time listening to this podcast. My name is Tina, and I am the host of Flawed and Free. And I have come to set the captives free by equipping the saints to conquer their spiritual Goliaths through deliverance and spiritual warfare. So this is the place where we equip you with the tools and the strategies and all of the things that God has called us to know, the revelations he's called us to receive, to go into prayer breaking strategies and to defeat the kingdom of darkness. For we are already victorious. Glory be to God. So as we fight and as this community of freedom fighters fights for freedom, we must all remember that we're fighting from a place of victory, not for the victory, but from victory. So you are in the right place if you are seeking to conquer the kingdom of darkness and to defeat the demonic plots and plans that have been constructed and devised for your destruction in your life. So this week, we are focusing on sex, celibacy, and Christianity. So this is a heavy topic, right? I was like, Lord, he has been speaking to me for quite some time about this topic, and I wasn't sure when I was going to cover it. I, In obedience, I wrote it down in my list of content that he wanted me to go over in this, in this um, podcast, and I just completed two weeks of Soul Tie um, podcast. So make sure you go back to that if you haven't listened to those. The first week were um, just about physical, spiritual soul ties and how to break them. And then the following week was focusing on emotional soul ties. And so no better week than this one. I, I actually had something different planned. I um, take everything before the Lord, of course. Um, I take everything before him. And so I thought we were going to actually be starting um, a lot of the deliverance and the demonic and spiritual warfare teaching and strategies and um, information on the podcast this week. 
But he said, no, let's talk about this because it's no better time than to do it now, especially coming off of the soul tie um, the, um Lord, conversations that we have been having lately. So as usual, before we go any further, let's invite the Holy Spirit in. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, Lord, we thank you, God. Lord, we submit ourselves, God, as living sacrifices, God. I pray, God, that none of me shows up in this podcast or in this platform or any of the ones that you have given me, God, but that all of you shows up, God. We pray, God, that the fire of the Holy Spirit, God, will come and consume all of the things that are not of you, God, any powers or any demonic forces of wickedness, God. We just pray. God, that the Holy Spirit sends a presence of conviction, not condemnation, but conviction upon the hearts of man so that they may repent and turn away from the things that ail them, that destroy and distract them. So God, I just thank you, God, for using me as a vessel to give the word that you desire for them to receive this day. So I thank you in advance for for coming into our presence. God, I thank you in advance for the comforter and the counselor that you are through the Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, for all that you have designed and ordained for our lives, God. May they all go forth in Jesus' name. So, sex, celibacy, and Christianity. So, celibacy and abstinence, right? Um, People will argue um, whether it's truly called celibacy or whether it's really called abstinence. But for the sake of this podcast, um, it has and we may even continue to use those terms interchangeably as they have been. So, but for the sake of today, we will just talk specifically about celibacy or make mention or reference to celibacy. So what is celibacy? So celibacy is the decision made by a person to abstain from sexual activities and or intercourse for a specified period of time. In this case, while unmarried, there are people that participate in abstaining practices or celibacy practices um, that are maybe married. Um, But for this case, we will be talking about um, in the case of being unmarried, um, because marriage is for um, the union of a marriage. Right. Sex, rather. Sex is for the union in marriage. So some of these practices would not be biblical if people are abstaining. um, But there may be other reasons and that will be left for another podcast. So some people's decision to abstain or become celibate is purely personal. Right. Just purely personal has nothing to do with denominational or religious beliefs or practices or mandates. They just purely on a personal level um, make a decision, make a decision and desire to be celibate. And for some of us, um, we have made this decision due to our religious beliefs, mandates or other reasons. But in all transparency, my initial decision was to abstain from sex and become celibate was purely personal initially. 
So just being transparent, um, though I was a quote unquote Christian and I don't fall underneath or within the confines of any religion or religious sort of denomination. So I may refer to myself as a Christian, but I honestly um, mirror a kingdom relationship. And so I already have a podcast that I'm setting up for you guys for Christianity versus kingdom. Um, And I'm so excited. So I can't wait to share. But um, for the sake of this podcast, most Christians um, that identify as Christians are followers of Christ Jesus per um, biblical but per biblical standards um, have become celibate and abstain from sex because it is truly what the word of God (laughs) requires and calls all of us to do and to be. Um, And so, but for me initially, though I was already walking a path um, as a, as a follower of Christ Jesus, um, it was, it was, just a personal decision because though I said, yes, I'm a believer and yes, I'm a Christian, I was still having sex y'all. And so it's a topic that comes up a lot, right? We'll pick and choose and knit and pick, you know, the things that we want to stand firm on and the things that we want to, um, you know, highlight as a priority, but sin is sin. Whether you tell a lie, whether you're at fornicating and having premarital sex or sex outside of marriage, a sin is a sin. And in our flesh, of course, we're not perfect beings. Uh, We must repent daily. But the more that we grow and the more that we allow the Lord to transform and renew our minds, the more that we surrender and submit our minds, our bodies, our wills, our lives to the Lord, we should be becoming more like Christ. Your desires should be less from a carnal standpoint. It should be less to please your flesh and it should be more to please God. You should be walking more like God. And as you come off of the milk and as you start to chew more on the meat of God, the word of God, then your life should bear fruit. You should not be practicing and and dealing and in certain situations and obligations um, or commandments that your flesh at one time took a hold or took precedence over in your life. So it's a transition, right? It's not like you know, one day and maybe for some that wasn't their story. They became saved and the next day they became perfect martyrs before the Lord. Not true for me. Um, I'm still a work in progress and have come a long, long ways, but I call and consider myself a forever student. And you can never know too much. You can never grow too much. You can never, you can never just be so spiritually sound that you can't learn anything more and grow and become even better than you were before. And so I always stand in position as a student before the Lord. And I it is it is my goal not to be perfect, right? Not that none of us are perfect. Jesus Christ was perfect, but he was a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God. But to but to fully rely on the Holy Spirit to govern my life and to help me along the journey. So my celibacy journey started out personal um, because I was under great demonic oppression. And I was as a Christian demonized. 
Yes, we will go over. Can a Christian have demons? Can a Christian be demonized? So yes, you can. A Christian can. So just as you are operating in sexual uh, sin or other sins that you must repent and bring before the Lord and turn away from as a Christian, this is no different, right? This is no different than anything else that you may struggle or may be a stronghold in your life. And so for me, it started out personal and it was not religiously motivated. It was because I was desiring something different in my life. I was desiring something different and I was desperate for change. And I was tired of allowing my body and the lustful desires to govern my decision making. And if I could just be honest with y'all, um, I don't really have most of the woe is me. I was, you know, sort of stories or I was fortunate enough to have um, been spared from some traumatic things that I've heard women go through, through rape, through incest, through molestation, prostitution, um, all of the self-sabotage that I did with my body um, was because of how I felt about myself. I had poor self-image, low self-esteem, and I was demonically oppressed with a spirit of perversion that was passed down through my bloodline. And I had come into agreement through my own personal desires for sexual sin. And so this demonic stronghold just got stronger and stronger in my life life. And so the more I fed um, my carnal nature and the more I fed um, that lustful demon, um, the bigger it got in my life, the bigger it got. And so um, I became very selfish in 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 my sexual sin. Um, I struggled um, secretly in bisexual um, um, tendencies and situations. Right. Um, that I agreed and and no one pushed them on me. No one asked of me. These were just desires that I felt curious about at a certain age of my life. Um, and there were demonic doors open, actually rather young through pornography um, and through just contact with people, uh, young, young girls or young women that have um, kind of introduced that curiosity to me at a young age. And so through my young adulthood and through adulthood, Adulthood, I started to experiment and in different situations and expand my my palate, so to speak, for um, for for sexual immorality. Um, and I just mentioned um, one being bisexual um, relationships, um, um, which many people didn't know. Right. Because this was my secret sin, because I primarily dated men primarily. Um, but I also had an appetite for women. And um, it was a secret. It wasn't like I was on display and running and uh, running through town with my rainbow flag um, sort of thing, because all of us know whether you are following or or, or you are um 
following a religion or denomination or, you know, you know, the difference between good and bad, you know, the difference between morally correct and wrong and ethical values, you know, when you're hiding a thing, when it's really not what you should be doing. Most of the sin that we incur in coming to agreement with are things that we are doing in the dark, pornography, um, sex, certain sexual relationships and desires. Um, I had a lot of dominant personality characteristics and traits um, that came in my sexual immorality. And so I didn't have the, you know, the, the story of, oh, this guy abused me. Um, this guy did this or that. Um, I was somewhat of a black widow, so to speak. Like I was very, um, dominating, very controlling. Um, I use sex to manipulate. Um, I use sex to get, um, my way to do what I wanted. Um, it pleased my flesh in a lot of ways. Um, and you know, looking back at that, I'm not ashamed. Um, there was a time, especially early in coming to, um, to, coming to repent from these things before the Lord where I was ashamed and I felt a spirit of condemnation um, was like, Lord, I just can't believe the people I hurt right over the years um, um, in my sexual sin and the things that I did, how I allowed it to affect my decision making. Um, and so I would not even consider um, um, dating you or, or emotionally even making an attempt to be involved with you. Um, I would gauge my um, degree of respect um, based upon how you performed, based upon how you made me feel. Um, that is what gave you um, at one time the green light um, in my sexual lust and um, um, battle with this demonic stronghold um, to a place in my life. I, I abused it. I misused it. Um, and if it didn't work for me, if it didn't satisfy me, if it didn't make me happy, um, I would pick people up, put people down, pick people up, put people down. Um, if you didn't do something the way that I liked, I would disappear. I'd, I'd, I'd ghost the situation. I would. So I was, I was probably, um, what a a lot of fe um, females would complain about um, in relationships with men. Um, I didn't understand it because I carried a very, um, a very, um, how can I say, masculine energy. Um, not that it's right, um, but um, yeah, it, <laughs> it was very, very, very bad. And so this is not to boast, but I'm not even sure if many women um, discuss or even talk about these, you know, those alpha female characteristics, how they play over into some women's lives, how um, they can be good in some ways and they can be used bad in some ways. As God continued to convict my heart and I started to move out of this realm of lust and sexual uh, perversion, God had begun to deal with me. He had me go back to some relationships, to some old partnerships and um, ask for forgiveness. And there were several men that I remember calling. And yes, I said several. So don't be like, oh, my God. Yeah. 
Come on now. Let's keep it real. Um, there was several that God had placed in my spirit to go to, to apologize to, um, that I was unfair to, that, um, I was really hurtful to and, um, you know, apologize. And I remember, uh, one was like, what do you apologize? And he was even unaware of, I knew. I knew because I knew what my true heart intent and motive was in that relationship. And it was completely selfish and he was unaware, you know, he was unaware and, and maybe, um, he did receive the revelation at some point. But when I came, um, in obedience to Christ and I started to pull away from these things, God had called me to apologize. And whether they accepted it or received it or not, it was still my obligation. So in obedience, I went back to those that he put in my spirit to um, apologize and ask for their forgiveness for some of the things that I did, whether it was intentional or unintentional um, and for the role that I played in their life um, and had to go back and sever those ties, sever those soul ties as led by the spirit. And it was quite a process because, you know, as most would struggle with drinking or alcohol or things like that, that was not my vice. I didn't have issues or concerns, you know, drinking or alcohol or really any other thing. And of course, I indulged in sinful behaviors like many. Um, and so I could go down the list, doubt, unbelief, you know, many things, lying, um, you know, lots of things. But this was a stronghold for me as as there were others. But this was one of my strongest ones. So defeating this was um, by the power of the Holy Spirit was huge for me. And so my path to celibacy, um, started out as spiritual, as, as a personal discipline, um, because I had begun to, um, really see how it governed my life, um, how I would plan, um, situations, how I would plan opportunities, how I would literally, um, just manipulate and, and, always got what I wanted and how I use that for self-gratification and how much it still hindered my heart and my spirit and how much it really was taking from my life, though I thought it was giving me something. I actually was going further and further down the path of bondage. So as I continue down this path to become more disciplined with my body and my life just in general, I quickly discovered that it was not something that I could fully embrace or continue in my own strength. Okay. It became quite apparent that though I was strong willed and able to say no, um, to detach from some people, um, to make better decisions that I was not able to maintain. Um, and it became more of a struggle because it, it was just, it seemed like that desire and that passion to continue, though I had separated, just got harder. It just, it just, it, there were nights that I would wake up and just have this strong desire, um, to masturbate, um, and things like that. So even though I wasn't having sexual intercourse and I had detached and I had blocked and deleted some numbers and told some people, Hey, I'm on the celibate path. Don't call 
call me anymore. Um, your girl ain't going for it. The devil will still send me. And so he was still trying to find a pathway to remain. And so that is when it evolved from a personal conviction to a spiritual conviction. And so my celibacy journey began in 2018, the latter part of 2018. And I don't remember the exact dates because, again, this was um, selfishly motivated, maybe not completely. It was still for the good of me, um, but it was just personal. It was just because I was tired, not because I was trying to please God, not necessarily because I wanted to um, to make sure that I was, you know, being the woman of God and protecting my body as the Holy Spirit indwelled within me. It was about me. It was about me. It was like, okay, I'm tired. I'm tired of allowing this pain into my life and this oppression into my life. I know that this is a pathway and a portal because I really just don't have any major struggles anywhere else. So I know that this is one of the identifying factors in my life. So it was more for a personal badge. It was more for, you know, let's see how long I can do this. This was more of as of an individual sort of manifestation, like a goal. Okay, let's see how long I can go. Maybe, maybe I can find clarity in this area of my life. Maybe I'll be found by my husband if I'm not just giving my body away. And so there were initial desires that God still used as he evolved me from this personal space into this spiritual space. So as I stated in 2018 is where I began the journey, um, the latter part and 2019 your girl's birthday rolls around and I was entertaining somewhat of a possible relationship. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait, um, and see if the relationship is even deemed worthy to sleep with. I'm going to give it six months. I'm going to give it this amount of time, you know, all the Steve Harvey lines and everything that we hear from these relationship experts. Right. So there was a conglomerate of things that I had kind of put in my mind, like, okay, if they do this, then I'll do that. And instead of doing this the way I used to. So I did a lot of bartering and trading and my mind of compromise. And so here comes my birthday. Temptation rolls around. I got a little something I'm looking at as, you know, maybe a possibility to um, see what I what what's on what's on the my on my mind for the future. And lo and behold, I did not have the physical strength, right? Or the mental strength, because I was doing this in my own mind, in my own will. And I didn't truly partner with the Holy Spirit to carry me through this celibacy journey. So one time in the, in, um, 2019, I fell to sexual immorality and sin. Um, and let me tell (laughs) y'all, Ah, this, I was convicted the whole time. (laughs) I did not enjoy myself at all. And I literally woke up like, actually, I don't even think I really went to sleep that night. Well, because it was like a Saturday night and I had church that morning and I just remember battling in my mind, you know, with whether or not I should go to church, right? Like not like the devil was like, girl, you go to church. They're going to see this all on you. 
And you up in here trying to better your life and do something better and and present yourself as is this and that and this. So the devil was playing hard on your girl's mind. And he was like, don't even go wait till next week or maybe give it a couple of weeks, you know, until the residue of this falls off of you because they're going to pick up on this and they're going to consider you a hypocrite, you know. And I thought to myself, you know, one thing I cannot stand are hypocrites. Oh, my God, I cannot stand stand people that walk in hypocrisy. I've always taken pride in considering myself to be a very transparent, a very authentic and real person. And so to me, hiding that right going to church was just going to make me look like a fake and a fraud. And I struggled more with that than I did the sin itself. And so I I took it before the Lord. I remember praying. I remember being in the shower that morning and praying and saying, God, I'm not going to let this stop my path and my journey. And remember repenting and asking for God's forgiveness. And if he would just kind of cover me in that moment of weakness and that he wouldn't expose me in church, you know, before everybody, because my concern was about being exposed, but more so about being exposed. It was just about how long I had gone without even engaging in this sexual sin. And then I let one weak moment get in my path and get in my way and just let it have his way with me all in this all for the sake of what it wasn't even worth it because it was my birthday like girl bye like uh, and I know a lot of us right that have been, lived in this world like oh it's my birthday it's Christmas like you know we come up with excuses and reasons for our sin you know like oh it's okay um to fall into sexual sin because it's my birthday and I deserve it um Um, And just continue down the path of destruction and bondage. But literally from that day of repentance and prayer, asking for God's forgiveness, I never looked back. Glory be to God. But this time, my success was wrapped in the fact that it was no longer personal. It was no longer about me. And it was all about him. And it was all about the glory of God. And it was all about what he did desired and willed for my life. And because of that, I was able to continue down this journey. So even to today, to date, I have not engaged in any more sexual intercourse activity or sin. But I must admit, there was a time shortly within this same time frame that I remember this demonic spirit waking me up out of my sleep Early one morning, um, because I regularly at one time um, used to masturbate and it was just pretty normal. Um, And it appeared to it was something that I recalled starting in childhood Um, as a young girl uh, stumbling upon a vibrator one day and was like, yeah, what is this? Hmm. Okay, and so because I had been exposed to 
pornography at a young age. I was like, oh, well, let me see what they talking about. And literally had no idea that that was the portal, that that was the the door that was open for this demonic stronghold in my life that grew over time all the way through adulthood and literally sought out to wreak complete havoc into my life. Um, and these are things that I even pulled into. I was married before I even opened up these doors in my marriage, you know, um, transparency, um, you know, where I, you know, told my husband, like, you're going to accept this. Okay. This is what we doing. I was doing this before we met. So, you know, here's old girl. And, um, this is what it is. You can choose to support me, um, support this because this is what I do. This is what I like, or you can go have a seat. I didn't give him many options. Um, and, um, even as I continued for my dates or whatever that I would have when I felt like it, it was like, all right, go watch the kids. Um, I'll be back. Um, sort of thing, you know, and these aren't, these aren't things that I'm boasting or even proud of. These are just things that I, that people don't talk about, that people don't want to expose because they're in fear of what someone will say or someone telling you someone, listen, I'm telling you from the horse's mouth what it is. I could care less who you send this to, who you share this with, because I have been completely delivered from all forms of bondage associated with sexual Version and every part of it to include masturbation, pornography, and everything else that we're going to go over here in a second. And so, glory be to God, the benefits of my walk, the benefits of my walk and being obedient to God in celibacy has given me so much clarity. So much clarity because once I removed this from my life through the help of the Holy Spirit, once I allow God to remove and take this out of my life, he then was able to open up doors that I couldn't open for myself. I could literally, my life became much cleaner and clearer, if you know what I mean. I didn't have to worry about that I catch some sort of sexually transmitted disease or some sort of sexually transmitted infection because I was being reckless with my body, right? Or, you know, or was I pregnant? You know, every month there was always that undertone of fear, like, am I pregnant? You know, am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? You know, and every woman knows that that deals, even whether you're having protected or unprotected sex, you know, there's always that fear like, did I catch something? Did I get something that, you know, um, am I going to get HIV all because of this night of lust, of passion, you know, that I just I just threw caution to the wind and and I opened myself up. And so Fortunately for me and all of my sexual perversion and sin, God still protected me from being opened up to HIV and from incurable diseases. Right. And so no longer did I in my relationships and friendships have did I have sex expectations. And these were the expectations that I required from people that were that were involved with me in my 
my life in this area of my life. No longer did I have this list of expectations um, that came with being associated with me in this bondage, you know, so I just continued, you know, I just continued to to seek the Lord, to seek the Lord for his plan as he continued to um, to show me you know, the way and the path and to strengthen me in this walk because your girl could not do it. I could not do it on my own. So that leads me to um, where we are now to talk about, well, you know, what do you do about this? How do you identify, you know, when you have a demonic spirit that is, is taking, that is taking proceedings and priority in your life? How do you defeat the, the kingdom of darkness? How do you defeat demonic powers and spirits that you and your own mind and your own will are just unable to, to defeat on your own? So demonic spirits, all of us, even as Christians in our sexual sin and immorality, this area of demonic um, oppression comes in the form of what's called a perverse spirit. So there is a perverse spirit and it's a demonic stronghold. And you can read in Isaiah 19 and 14 about the perverse spirit and the stronghold um, that comes with this sexual sin and the fruits of this sin. And so I will list in the show notes all of these fruits of the perverse spirit of the demonic strong man called perverse spirit and the fruits of those spirits. And I will list the scriptures that are related in the notes for you to go back and read and receive a revelation from God for yourself. And so demonic strongholds, demonic strongman, what what is a demonic stronghold? As we continue um, in the Flawed and Free podcast series, I will begin to explain to you about deliverance and strongholds, oppressions and spiritual warfare, um, strategy breaking prayers, amongst many other things. But a demonic stronghold, simply put, is a demonic doorstopper to freedom. I'm going to say that again, a demonic stronghold or what you will hear perceived as a demonic strong man, demonic stronghold is a demonic doorstopper to freedom. So if you've ever um, put a doorstopper in the doorway, it prevents, it keeps the door open, right? It keeps the door open and it prevents the door from closing. And so this is a doorway and a portal for demonic spirits to wreak havoc and literally flood your body, your mind, your will, your emotions, your spirits, and they just have free reign. They've gained legal access to your home, which is your house of your body, right? Your body belongs to God and your, your spirit is it, which is the Holy Spirit is indwelling. So anytime you hand over the keys to a demonic spirit, you've given them access to the doorway, to the door of your house. And they've literally propped up a door stopper so that they can have precedence and priority to roam 
and run rampant in your life to cause destruction because that is their only purpose for being there. And so over time, whether these demonic door stoppers have been placed in your bloodline and or you have received them through your own doors of sin, then they become stronger over the course of time. That's why you can't defeat them on your own. That's why you need the power of the Holy Spirit to defeat this demonic oppression because Satan and or whoever Satan has delegated to the authority over you is what is oppressing you in this area and keeping you in bondage. And as long as that door stopper is propped into your home, then you are not able to receive the freedom that God has already ordained for you in life. So let's go through some of the fruits of the demonic stronghold called perverse spirits. So there is the broken spirit. There's abortion falls underneath this perverse spirit, child abuse, incest, rape, molestation, pedophilia, and a filthy mind. There's also sexual perversions through prostitution, bestiality, and bestiality is, for those of you who don't know, is when people sleep with animals, Um, sodomy, oral sex, homosexuality, lesbianism, masturbation, exhibitionist, lust and pornography, sadism and masochism, incubus and succubus demons, and spirit spouses. So these are the demons, they're incubus, male, succubus, female demons, and they become spirit spouses. And these are demons that literally um, sleep with you. And they generally attack people in their dreams, um, but have also been known to attack people during the day, literally molest and fondle um, and touch people um, in their dreams. And they come through these demonic doorways of sexual perversion and sin, molestation, um, all type of things that are all connected underneath this perverse spirit. And so these are very, 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 very damaging to the body. They are very damaging, not only to the body of Christ as a Christian, but just in general, um, just the bondage that comes with these sort of demonic spirits. And so these things, you need deliverance. You have to be delivered from these things. And so one of the basic principles of spiritual warfare is through binding and loosing. And so I'm going to pray a prayer over all of you as we close out. Um, but you want, if this is something as 99 to 100% of the people that I have delivered um, and or spoken to in this deliverance and healing ministry have had some form, if not many, if not all um, of the fruits of this perverse spirit that is really wreaking havoc in the minds and the hearts and the lives of people. And so the first thing you want to do as one of the basic principles of spiritual warfare is to bind a thing. So anytime you're binding a thing, you want to, if at all cost, if you can loose a thing. So you want to bind up the demonic power.
And by binding up the demonic power, you do this in speech, you do this in your word, you do this in prayer, and you bind up the power of the enemy. So you'll be, you will be binding the strong man called perverse spirit. And then in its place, as you bind up this spirit and cast this demon out, then you will be loosing God's spirit of pureness and holiness. And so there's two scriptures, actually three, um, that are corresponding with loosing God's spirit of pureness and holiness. I will list them as well. Zechariah 12 and 10 and Hebrews 10 and 29. And so you're going to bind this perverse spirit. You're going to in its in its place. You're going to loose God's spirit of pureness and holiness. And so as I prepare to pray over you, you can pray this prayer out loud. I recommend that you pray this prayer, not just in agreement with myself, but this is a prayer that I also prayed over myself to deliver and set me free from these perversion spirits, from these sexual perversion and everything that was connected to it. So in this prayer, just come into agreement. And in certain areas, I'll tell you where you need to list so you can follow me and what I'm saying, come into agreement with it. And as you are coming into agreement, you're going to list by name as I instruct you. So pray this out loud, say in Jesus name or in Yeshua's name, I ask for forgiveness for the sins that opened the door to these perverse spirits. I also cut all soul ties with, and here you're going to insert the name of all the soul ties that you have created with people. Then you're going to say, I bind your powers, Satan, and your demons, and cast them all out now, according to Matthew 18 and 18. The perverse spirit, the twister spirit, the scrambler spirit, the spirit of lust, the spirit of profanity, demons of hatred and anger, pornography, the wounded spirit, the atheistic spirit, the chronic worrier, the child abusive spirit, doctrinal error, and contentious spirits and evil actions. So if there's anything listed there that you feel led to ask, whether it be masturbation, pornography, lust, anything that you feel led in your spirit to continue in this prayer to place before the Lord, do that now. Now you're going to say, I also order out any succubus demons, any incubus demons. I ask Yeshua to kill them and their babies. I divorce you and order you out. I command them all to go now in Yeshua's name. Get out now. Go. Get out. Get out. 
get out. Every legion that is assigned of perverse spirits go right back to the woman from which you came, wherever I may have picked you up. All of you legions of perverse spirits leave now. Get out now. I order you all out. Every last one of you out now. All baby demons and all nest. Not one of you can stay. Unwind your demon snakes from me now. Out of my womb. Get out now. Your time is up. Your assignment is over. I come in Yeshua's name this day and cancel your assignments on me. They no longer exist. You can only stay till one greater comes. And today, one greater has come. For I come in the name of Yeshua. So I order you all out now. All the gatekeepers of these perverse spirits. All of the less and lesser demons under them. They all must leave now. Get out. Get out, get out in Yeshua's name. I order you all out. I remove your crown. I remove your scepters. I remove your swords. And I throw them at the feet of Yeshua for him to deal with. Every gatekeeper. Every doorkeeper of these spirits must leave also. All of you now get out, pack your bags and go. Glory be to God. So I hope that you all made it through the end of this podcast and you were able to come into agreement and to recite aloud This strategy breaking prayer to free you from the demonic strongman called perverse spirits. If this is something that you are dealing with, make sure that you go through this prayer. Make sure that you send and share this episode with someone that you know that is in need, that is battling with sexual sin, lust, and sexual immorality, that is struggling and suffering and silence. Make sure that you send and you subscribe and you share this podcast episode so that they can walk in the freedom that God has already ordained, not only for your life, but for their lives. 
I thank you all for the opportunity to serve you. I thank you all and I'm rejoicing in advance for the freedom that you have already received as a victor in this battle. So glory be to God. Give God the thanks, the honor and the glory. For all of you that follow me, there will be a video version of this on YouTube. If you like to watch this on YouTube, you can follow. Make sure you like, comment and subscribe at Flawed and Free on YouTube. Or you can follow me on IG, on Instagram at The Flawed and Free. That is The Flawed and Free. Or you can find me on Facebook, if you're a Facebook follower at Flawed and Free. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you rate this podcast and review it. And don't forget to subscribe and share. To God be the glory. I love you all. God bless. Till next time.